We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon. Now, what was going through your mind while you're watching that intro piece? Though I don't know what, (laughs) though I don't know what you were thinking, I do know this. I know that the impulses in your mind were moving at the speed of light. I know that every second that passed, there were 400 billion actions that were both conscious and subconscious taking place in your mind. How many of you are like, whoa, baby, I'm amazing. I mean, if you want to just pat yourself on the head like, this is like, this is incredible. Hope, hope you take this as very good news. Tomorrow you are going to have more brain cells than you have today. How many of you are going like, woo right? I'm like, this is what neurogenesis is all about. Now, what, what am I saying? I'm saying this, that you're going to have more neurons in your brain tomorrow. Those are the brain cells that help you to learn, that um, bring memory, and also to allow you to deal with stress. You're going to have more neurons tomorrow than you have today. It's not because old neurons are dying and these new ones are coming up just to take their place. It's not like another cell in our body. It doesn't work that way. You're just going to have more. Now, I know some of you are going to do a little bit of fact-checking of me on Google, which I always think is a good thing to be able to do. And if you see just a little bit of debate, some older research, like do we actually have more new neurons every day? I called up a friend of mine this week who happens to be a brain surgeon and said, hey, is it true that we have these new brain cells, these new neurons every day? And he said, absolutely. He said, there is no question anymore, and the evidence is without question. So tomorrow, you're going to have more than you have today. How cool is that? So let me say, welcome everybody to Brainstorm. A couple of questions that I have for you. How many would say that you know that you could be a better you than you are right now? Can I just see hands? You know, okay, all right. More important question, how many would say that you want to be a better you than you are right now? Can I see your hand? Like, hi, okay, great. How many have ever had thoughts in your mind that have led to anxiety, worry, depression, that things that have caused for bad, uh, bad habit or bad habits that you've found in your life. How many have had any of those? Yeah. Okay, my hand, like, I've got mine raised, like, really high. And to those things, there is so much hope, there is so much help that this series is going to bring to us. I think you're going to want to be here. You know, each week as we continue to add on. In fact, I think you're going to want to invite a friend just to be able to come out for the hope and the help that they're going to be able to get through it as well. I'm really excited for what it is that God has for us. Now, his word to us at the beginning of this is this. I want you to read it with me. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Now, let's all read it again together. Ready? Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. One more time just to drive it deep. Be careful how you think. 
Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Our serious maxim is this, and it's going to be really, really, really important for us just to kind of you know, lock onto that. Our life is moving right now in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our life is moving in the direction of our strongest thinking. That's just the way it is. In fact, let's say that one time together. Back, please. Ready? My life is moving in the direction right now of my strongest thoughts. As I said, this is just a fact that the life that we're living is a reflection of the thoughts that we are thinking. Now, the reason I say it's a fact is because that's exactly what science, that's exactly what God, and that's exactly what our own experience brings out over and over and over again. The science I'm talking about is cognitive neuroscience. God, the creator, the designer of our minds, is the one that is telling us that your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts right now. And your own experience, when you take a look at it, you're going to go, it's true. My life is always moving in the direction of my strongest thoughts. In fact, the life I'm living is a reflection of the thoughts I'm thinking. So important for us to get hold of this. So important for us to implement what it is that this truth is conveying to us. Let me just give you one little slice of that. What's the impact of our thoughts? Study on depression from 2013 to 2016 revealed that depression, in the United States, it's on the rise. From those ages 50 to 64, in this time period, depression rose 23%. If you're 35 to 49, kind of boomer generation, it rose 26%. Now, if you happen to be a millennial, millennial depression rose in this time period 47%. And for those that are Gen Z in here, depression rose 63%. You see, what we think is a huge impact on us. Think about it. Most of life fails. And the older you are, the more that you're going to be able to go, it's right what's being said right now. Most of the battles that we fight in life are fought in the arena of our mind. It's where they're won and it's where they are lost. That's a good conversation starter for today. That's a good conversation just to have at home with your family. So what does God say to us with regards to all of this? He said, because I'm giving you more each day, that's why I've created you, I want you to be renewing your mind. This matter of renew your mind, or literally, be renewing of your mind, is going to be one of the most helpful, life-changing truths that you're going to be able to handle and continue to manage all throughout your life. Now, I want you to look a little bit closer at that right now. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to turn over. One of the passages that are going to speak to this is found in Romans chapter 12. If you don't have a Bible with you, if you don't have one on your fingertips at your phone, grab a few Bibles and turn with me to page 1616. While we're turning there, if perchance you don't own a Bible, but you've got a pew Bible in your hands right now, we just like to extend it to you as a gift. Take it. In fact, hope you'll make a couple of notes in it today. Verse 1 says, Therefore, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Now, what is, what's being said right here? You look at verse number one, and you see that first word, therefore, and it says, because of everything that's been said, everything that has been said so far about who Jesus is and what he's done, all of the mercies of God, everything that he has done to provide for us to be able to have eternal life and to have life now to the full. Based on all of that he said, would you be willing to trust God? Would you be willing to say yes to God? Doing so will bring this. Verse two at the end, then you're gonna be able to test and approve what God's will is. Good, perfect, pleasing. In other words, to be able to experience what it is, the good that God has in his heart for you to experience in your life, the way to it comes the renewing of our mind. If we're not experiencing, it is telling us that that is where it is breaking down. You see, here's the rub. Look in the middle of it. Don't conform to this pattern of the world, but be transformed. The word conform there means pressure. It's being put under pressure. There is a constant pressure that the world can put on us to go in a different direction than God wants us to go. Now think about it. You think about culture, think about media, think about social media, and how at times it just tries to get you thinking in ways that either excludes God, you know, it kind of leaves him out of the picture. Sometimes it just goes in the opposite direction of where God wants you to go. It's like there's this constant bombardment, pressure to think in a way that's not going to get you where God knows or wants you to be able to be and to experience all the fullness of life that he wants us to be able to experience. Remember, life is moving in the direction right now of our strongest thinking. The battles that we fight are going to be won or lost in the arena of where? Our, yeah, our minds. That's exactly right. Let's look a little bit deeper into that, and then let's move into action with what it is that we have for us today. I'm going to turn over again Different passage in the Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's page 1652. 2 Corinthians 10. And look at this, starting in verse 4. You'll see it. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. In other words, the fight, the things that we struggle with, the battles that we're in, it's not going to be one with the, quote, weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, there's three, three words I really want us to um, you know, open up here in this passage. Third one I'll get to in just a second. If you look up at the screen, verse 4 says, on the contrary, that is, the weapon that what we God has given to us says what God's given to us it has divine power. So you might want to just underline that word power if your Bible is still open there. The word power is dunamis. It means um, same word we get dynamite from. You know, this explosive power that way. More important, 
That word power, dunamis, is always connected to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, you shall receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. In other words, I'm going to give you the power to be able to do what it is that I want you to be able to do. As we're looking at brainstorms and these matters of the mind and how amazing and powerful it is, if we're not careful, we could kind of slip into a, do you know, this is just all about the power of positive thinking. Now, there is a power to positive thinking. But the power of positive thinking in and of itself isn't going to bring about the life change that we want in our lives. How do I know that? Because if it did, it would have. But there is still so much going on. There's things that we haven't been able to bring about that change with. There's more to it for life change. And if you want to understand life change, then the best way to do it is with an Oreo. Now, I'm all about homemade cookies. In fact, there's nothing that I love more than homemade cookies. Is there anything subtle about that? <laughs> homemade cookies, love, okay. Most store-bought cookies is just kind of like, ah, right? Like, I'm not even going to waste the calories. But there's something special about an Oreo, isn't there? I mean, in fact, there's even a national Oreo day. There must be something just special about an Oreo. And one thing that is very special about this is that it model, it is the perfect model of life change. And here's what I mean by that. What you have in between, you've got two cookies, two cookie um, pieces, and then the stuff in the middle. Actually, I Googled, what is this called that's in the middle of an Oreo? The technical word is stuff. <laughs> that's good, right? It also went on to say, and it's a secret recipe that nobody knows. Like, but I definitely digress at this point. What do, we, like, what do we mean by this? This is deep theology, by the way, what you're getting. <laughs> For life change to take place, it begins with the Spirit of God as he will illumine us. He helps us to see what we weren't seeing before. He nudges us in a direction. Yes, this is what you need. It's the help that comes before we even try to engage in it. Now, the stuff in the middle, that represents, here's what we do. This is our free will, this is our part, and it's what we do need to do. If all you had for life change was just the stuff, can you imagine what it's like just taking stuff and trying to dunk it in milk? It's just like not going to work. So it's the same thing with life. If all you got is the stuff, it's not going to work. But you begin with this working of God, this help of God, the prompting. You do what you need to do, and then you take the top cookie layer and put it on there, which is God's power. It's the Spirit's power. In other words, God never asks you to do something he doesn't give you the power to be able to do. How cruel would that be? God says, you need to do this, but you don't have to do it. I mean, it is just something that you'd be like forever frustrated with. God doesn't do that. He gives the full package. In the beginning, our part, and then he says, and then I'm going to help you with that. Everybody needs life change, right? Want some life change? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the scripture. We talked about power. And the power is used to demolish strongholds. We don't use that word a lot, but as it's used in, in this time period, it almost always referred to a prison. Think supermax prison. 
A stronghold in a fortress was the place that was fortified and refortified that once you were in, you were not going to be able to break out of it. Now, here's a question you need to start processing. What is the thought or the thinking that is holding you prisoner today that has you in chains? What is the thought that you have? What's in your mind right now that is keeping you from experiencing peace, from experiencing joy that Jesus said he wants you as a follower of his to have? For some, it may just be this. It's like, I'm just not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not, I don't have enough. And if that's what you have going through your mind, then that is what's moving you and has got you to the place in life that you are right now and seeing it there. Sometimes it's just as simple as this. I can't change. And if you think that you can't change, what is 100% true for you as long as you think this? I can't change. And you have, your strongest thinking has got you to this place in life, in this case, that you don't want to be. For some, it's, I'm thinking that God doesn't care. In fact, I'm thinking God doesn't even give a flip about me. Because if he did, this wouldn't have happened. Or I wouldn't be going through this right now. And that is what is holding me prisoner. It may be that this one word, cancer, is just like, that's what's, think, that's what's in the front of your mind. And all of life is being brought through this one filter. And there is no hope right now. There's, you know, all of this is bringing you deeper and deeper and deeper into a dark place. For some, you've got this porn that's going on. And you go like, no big deal. I got it under control or it's just in my head. It's just in your head. It may be a bitterness. Something's happened in life, and it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. But because it happened, and you've locked onto it, there's this bitterness that just colors everything, and it's taking you to a place in life, and it is holding you captive. Maybe for you, we just look at this and go like, I just look at my life, and I see myself as somebody who is stained by shame. Here's my past, and it is, it's just defined me today. What thought or thinking has you prisoner now? What is that storm that goes on in your mind? I'll tell you one of mine. One, because there's way, there's more than one. My storm says to me, here's my storm says, my worth flows from my performance. Don't judge me too harshly on this or think that I'm just like whacked, all right? But Here's what goes through my mind. If we have a, you know, have a good weekend, there's a good message that's taught, and people afterwards go like, hey, that was a good message, and you get some fist bumps that are going on afterwards. You know, it's like, oh, that's good. And you, you just, you just kind of know, like, that really worked. That went well. That helped a lot of people. Then I start thinking about next week. Well, this may have been good, but then next week, next week needs to be what? Oh, the doom loop is starting, isn't it? And if next week has to be as good or better, and then the pressure is building, and if I don't, if, I, if it's not, then my worth goes down, my value. 
Last Christmas, if you happen to be with us, Christmas was just, it was cool, and it was exceptional around here. Just in all fronts, it was. So we get to our, whatever, 8, 13 services that we do around here. (laughs) Before I left the building, Guinness, don't judge me too harshly, please. Before I left the building, I knew this was pretty amazing. This is like, God, it was exactly what we prayed for. Thank you. And then it was, it was there in front of me. What about next year? <laughs> next year, there's no way that next year is going to be able to compare to this year. Before, did I say before I left the building? Before I left the building, I was depressed. All the good that happened, and I haven't even left here, and I'm feeling this depression. The devil, literally, you talk about stealing joy away because my worth, its performance, all tied together. What do you do? I need, at that point, to listen, not to what my storm says, because this is real, but I need to listen to what God says. In these times, I need to hear this over and over again. In particular, um, I'm a child of his. First John 3 puts it this way. I love this. Behold what manner of love God has poured out on us that we should be called children of his. I got, I, wait, wait, wait. I'm a child of God. And when I take personal what he says, like 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7, God, God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of power, dunamis, of love and of a strong mind. That's what you need. The difference of these is the direction that my life then goes, whichever I choose to embrace. So what's the word to us? Because we all have this going on in our lives. From God, the word would be this. Renew your mind. Be renewing your mind. From science, it's this. Create a new neural pathway. You've got this neuroplasticity, which means what? Think of your mind this way. Think of it as a, um, as a field of grass. And this is pretty close with the way our neurons work this way. So if you go out on your lawn today, and if you were just to walk across your lawn once, how much of an impression would that leave? I mean, you walk across your lawn once, you turn around, look back. Do you see anything? Yes or no? Not much, right? I mean, it's just like, it's just one pass through there, and it's like, eh, just quick. It was a quick stroll across there. This is kind of depressing to me. This is how our mind works, too. All of this good stuff that I'm giving to you now is going to be gone 24 to 36 hours from now. If it's just one little walk across our mind. This is all that happens with it. It's like, this is gone. But if you walk across your yard every day this week, and you just did every day this week, you'd walk across your yard the exact, on the exact same path. You know what you get? You begin to get a what? You get a little path through there, don't you? I mean, you, can, you look back and go, like, oh, look at that. You know, I'm, there's a little path that's formed in there. That's what's going on here. And if you continue to do it, if you would do it for 21 days, do you know what you got? You have an unmistakable neural pathway that's been created and these are what you have in your mind right now good or bad 
These are, these are what habits come from. This is why we can do things without even having to think about it because we got these neural pathways here. But again, your brain doesn't designate whether it's a good one or a bad one. It just knows that this has been a way of thinking and now this is a default that's going on with you. So what do we do? How are we going to create these new neural pathways? How are we going to take away the ones that we don't want there? We're going to write it. We're going to think it, we're going to say it, and we're going to live it. We're going to write it, we're going to think it, we are going to say it, and we are going to live it. Dr. Carolyn Leaf, neuroscientist, tells us that it takes 21 days to change, that is take away, a neural pathway just as it would take 21 days to create a new one. And it can be done in less, hear me, in less than five minutes a day. You can do this in your life. Let's break it down. First thing we're going to do, we need to write it. Why do I have to write it, you say? Well, the reason I write it, one, writing clarifies. I mean, it's like, this is what my storm is. So if I take, if I take this card and I say, my storm says to me this. When I write it specifically, I am shame stained. That's what my storm is telling to me. And I can in turn write, my God says. This is true of anyone that's been forgiven. Anyone that's come, received Jesus. This is what God, this is what I need forgiveness for. You've been forgiven. You've been cleansed. And you have truth in front of you, and you have used your mind in a different way to make it a little deeper that way. This is fascinating to me. We were, if we go back, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, for just a second. Remember I said there was three things there? We take captive every thought. But the word captive, it means this. It means to take captive at the point of the sword. It is, a, it is something that is done with force. It is done with purpose. There is a weaponry that's involved with it. And Paul reminds us that the sword of the Spirit, it's the Word of God. If you can take, when you write, my God says, and then put specifically where he happens to say that in his Word to you, you have got this double anchor point that is being set into your mind. Now, I know some, it's like, I wish I could, right? But how am I supposed to do that? I don't think I know the Bible like you know the Bible, guy. Which, like, okay. But here is going to be a tremendous advantage for us. Everyone that's using you version of the verse today, how many of you are in verse today right now? Would you wave me? Okay, look at all this. If you're not, we want to invite you to join with us. You version, get the verse of the day. If you need help with that, just let us know that. But for those that are using it, and you've got this in front of you every single day, at the bottom, you just see there's a little place that says search. Little uh, magnifying glass there. Hit that. And then just type in worry, depression, anger, bitterness. Whatever it is that your storm is taking to you, fear, health. Hit search. You're going to begin to see some of the different things that God says about it. You may go like, that's exactly what I need. And then you can write that in. 
write it. It'll be so helpful for you. Once you do, once we write it, we then need to think it. The Bible word for this is to meditate. Meditate is something that was stolen from us. So it's a term that got hijacked. Because you hear meditate, it's like, what does that mean? It's like, right? So some of you are thinking. Eastern religion would say meditation is to empty your mind, as if that was possible. When the Bible uses meditation, God says, I want you to focus your mind. I want you to think specifically about, and in this case, I want you to think specifically, what do I say to you? In other words, you are forgiven. You have been cleansed. And if you'll do that, if you will think about that, just think about that for three minutes a day, that neural pathway is going to be cut into your mind if you'll do it for 21 days in a row. Truth. Next, we're going to what? Write it. We're going to think it. And then we're going to... Why do we say it? Well, one, declaration is more than just simply speaking and using a different part of our brain, though it is that, but there is a power in and of itself. Let me see if I can demonstrate it. Would you, in your mind, read these words with me? In your mind. How many could hear yourself read it? Right? Yeah, right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And you understand it. Now, let's say it. I am a child of God. One more time. Just to yourself. No, 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 no. Just your brain. Ready? And then out loud, I am a child of God. See the difference already? It's like, just, it's different when I say it. One more. To yourself. <laughs> and out loud, Jesus is. I've got these things written in the front of my journal. Every day I open in my journal, I look at it. It's one thing if I just would take it, I'd read it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all true, right? But when I say it, I am making a declaration that is impacting me. When you take this card, which is going to be so important for us over these next 21 days or throughout this whole series, and you, you say out loud, my storm says, I am sin stained. And then you say, and it is not true. It's a lie. My God says, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. You watch the impact and how this just begins to change your thinking and how it begins to change your life. Change your thinking, change your life. Your life is moving in the direction of your what? Your strongest, your strongest thoughts. Exactly right. So we're going to renew our minds, create new neural pathways by one, we're going to write it, we're going to think it, we're going to, and then we're going to live it. As God says, faith without works is dead. Science would put it this way. Thinking without living reveals a cognitive dissonance that's in our mind. It's an incongruity. It's double-minded. It's like, no, it's a total contradiction. 
I want us to begin to live it today. To do so, I'm going to take two important pieces. This and communion. And allow these to work and come together. If you've got a card right now, would you grab this and take it out? It should be in your bulletin. So just pull that out right now. If you don't have one, our ushers are preparing back. Just um, lift up your hand, and we're going to get your card. Everybody needs one of these cards. So if you don't have one, lift your hand up right now and let us bring you one. They're going zip to zip them right down to you. In just a moment, I'm going to give us 60, 90 seconds to write. What is holding you prisoner? What is the thing that is keeping you from joy or peace in your life? I want you to write it. That's the storm. And then I want you to write to the best of your ability. And what does God say to you about this? What is his truth for you? The context of communion is who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And I want this to be able to be placed in that context of who, based on who Jesus is and based on what he's done in our lives, we are able to take God at his word. Just as a a little bit of a help for us, we as a staff did this earlier this week, took it really serious. I want to show you a few of those and then give you that moment to be able to write yours as well. So if you want to take a look, and then grab a pen, and let's begin together. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.